a question that I've been asking myself, which can be a little bit tender, is what are you pretending not to know? Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. Hello, welcome to the Real You, Real Money podcast. My guest today is the wonderful Lucy Sheridan, otherwise known as the Comparison Coach. She is a lover of, they're golden retrievers, right? I was suddenly oh, like, yeah, yeah, golden, I know, I was just like, oh my God, I'm not getting the name wrong, am I? She's a lover of golden retrievers and also known as the internet's big sister. And I'm very excited to talk to you because I also have big sister energy. I am a big sister. <laughs> and I know that I go into, people will be used to this on the podcast, me being some would say bossy I would say direct about things and so I'm excited for us to bring yes. our big sister energy together and see and see what happens yes. um, encouraging yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly my first question I guess is because we've just been talking a bit off off like the recording yeah, yeah. I would love to just hear a bit about like how have you been what's been going on in your world over the last I don't know you're a mum of a 80 more than 18 month old now yeah, she's, nearly, she's nearly two so she's like 20 she's 20 months basically her birthday yeah. Christmas I will give you the real time answer because if you yeah. asked me two weeks ago or ask me tomorrow might be different yeah I would say I'm doing all right and I feel like I'm in a period of recovery not necessarily yes. like a 12 step point of view there but in yeah. lots of ways I am recovering from postnatal depression I was mm-hmm. diagnosed that last September I am in a period of business recovery, having kind of like made very deliberately and intentionally going back to the company of one model that yeah. served me so well. And that I did, sort mm. of, you know, take a little bit of a break from, but that was just a mistake in lots of different ways. Yeah. Which we can get on to. I think something that in terms of like how I am as well is that I keep meeting my worst case scenarios because of like lots of different reasons, like mental, spiritual, physical health, you know, family all you know life is all isn't it no matter what yeah. life is I yeah I've like I said kind of I keep going to the brink hanging out at the brink and being all right and I don't say that to get kind of like a burnout badge but actually I I suppose I'm showing myself what I'm made of a little bit yeah. I keep having to have I've just actually had what I have called and this might sound grandiose so like please don't think I'm a complete idiot but I've just had like a summer of courage mm. where I have not had any knee-jerk reactions I have followed through on original plans as opposed to kind of like being distracted by other things and as someone was diagnosed with ADHD nearly four years ago that has taken a lot of real care Mm. awareness to do that but I feel like my comeback is happening yeah being very clear with myself that that is that is everything to do with how life needs to feel from now on like you know what I might be sending my accountant 
Mm. Oh, so so before we um, press record, Lucy and I were talking a bit like sharing some experiences of the last yeah. few years. And one of the things I said is that, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I forget what I've said and what I haven't yeah. said. <laughs> but I think I have talked about just what a, a tricky couple of years it's been for me. And I was just saying to Lucy, one of the things that I found was like for me and for a lot of us, 2020, even early 20, like the first half of 2021 for me was like the best money Mm -hmm. I'd ever made in my business. The most busy my business was the easiest the sales had ever been. And then there was this real like things just sort of stopped working. It, It particularly culminated with a course I invested in. Yeah. that I followed. And yeah. it just made me feel squirmy what I was doing. And I forced myself yeah. to do it and it didn't land in any way. Got you. And, and I think as well, like what was, what happened in 2021? So I'm an economist by trade. So I just want to share mm. a third out a little bit on this too. What happened in the online space in 2021 was it was an outlier. It was, a, it was an anomaly and it's yeah. everyone's perception about what it was to be online. Yeah. And like, let's say, you know, let's say if it was really sunny in, on Saturday and yeah. it's sunny again on Sunday, but like, oh my God, I'm going to wear my bikini on Monday, even though it's October. Yeah. Actually, it just was the case that like there were some conditions and it was really sunny. And like, we, I'm speaking to you from the north of England. I live in the Peak District. So like, I don't expect to see a lot of sun for the next few months, hun. You know, in <laughs> Australia, we'll be gearing up for beach time, bikini time, but not here, babes. Yeah. Um, and if you look at kind of like where we're at now, give or take away where before, the line is sort of like leveled out. What happened is we had a spike. It was yes. a really sharp one. And yeah. that absolutely, it was, it was, I think it was like a double-edged sword because it's like crikey. It just shows if people have, if you're in front of the right people and you have the right offering, it can like, it can be such a win for both parties. Mm. And other things start getting involved like economic conditions and trends and how people are using technology so even like if your message is bang on like how they're actually going to find it all that kind of threw up a whole load of stuff and I'd also say you know what I think a lot of us that had really big income spikes or growth in other Mm -hmm. ways then also had to deal with was what do I do with this money now yes so a lot of us chose to build teams, build yeah. out products, build out services that had um, different costs associated with them. But when the markets change, which they do because it's just an external force and just like the wind blows, it's just what happens. Yeah. When patterns and behavior change, it meant that we weren't agile. Yeah, yeah. Like, Woo, let's go. I'm going to have yeah. an OPM. I'm going to pay them three and a half grand a month. I'm going to do this, this, because it's there, it's there. Yeah. But actually, when it comes to like, having a the infrastructure of business which is fit for purpose which mm. is like a reference company of one like I'm company of one till I die I love it mm. and it really really worked for me as a person yeah. where I want my work to go but I think if you have entered you know if you've been in the online space in the last five to six years you've seen more change there probably was 10 minutes 10 years before then yeah and very mixed opinions and feelings about that actually mm. so I, I can see what's happened and what's happening but I have to keep coming back to like well so what what does this mean for me then yeah like, how can I you know how can I make sure that I am future-proofing things but also I have the room to be agile yes. so those you know things is that I now have a much much smaller team so I don't have any meetings about meetings anymore mm. 
And also it's like, because I am back in the seats, back in the saddle in all ways, doing a, doing a, a bit more than I was before, it also means that I'm really connected again. It reminds me why I've started because this is the thing, I don't necessarily need to work less. I mm. always mm. enjoying the work I'm doing. Mm. Also had work where that I don't enjoy so much. I don't mind doing that either. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I think that's been something I've noticed as well so I was you know I was 40 a couple of months ago and like you think about how long you've been working for like you know I used to work in TK Maxx when I was 16 you know when you know if I would tell Lucy who was sorting through the shoes every Saturday try doing that in TK Maxx in Leeds oh every god I'd be like you know doing this work now oh god oh, I can't believe I've got to have a call or I can't believe I've got to get that train I'd be like give over yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I like keep going back to different versions of me that could see me now. It's like, mm. didn't think this huge VAT bill was going to be a problem. I probably would have wished for this problem once, yeah. but it's not so nice. Got it. Ah, VAT. Absolutely. It's so interesting because I'm the same. I actually stopped working with my, I, it's just me really now. I have an accountant yeah. and I have someone who does this podcast, cool. but I don't have a VA anymore. I'm starting to wonder about bringing some of that, but like just very kind of like just admin work rather than yeah. marketing or messaging or anything yeah. like that. And it was such a I was worried about it for so long. I held on to making that investment for too long. Like it was a mistake on my part towards that person who I was working with and towards my own business. It wasn't the best decision to Mm. fight to keep them on. But I, as soon as I let them go and I then had hands on all parts of my business and it's been nearly a year of that now, I think it was in December that that all happened. It's just been like, oh, yeah, this is so good. Like yeah. I feel so much more and I'm not diagnosed with ADHD, but like pretty sure I do have yeah, ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for everyone would be like, yes, clearly, right? But I think that's one of the reasons it works so well for me to just be doing my own work as much as possible because I do change my mind. I do have different timescales that don't always impact other people well, but I can cope with them. It's fine by me. Yeah. And so actually it makes things like, I'm able to be more on my own side. Yeah. That makes sense working for myself. Agree. Agree. And I think that yeah. feels really good to be back in charge. And what I mean by that, it's not like back in control and back in authority, but I think like, like you take charge of a situation, yeah. like, you know, you know, sitting in the seat of a horse, you have your hands on the yeah. rein. you, or, you know, use any analogy, you decide how tightly or loosely you hold mm. those. I really like getting up again, getting up again, like getting up again, the end. Now, mm-hmm. I really like being in a business now that when I kind of sit down, whenever I start my day, mm-hmm. I'm really clear on exactly the point I left off and what needs to yes. be done. Yes. Uh, you know, building rest to that as well, because something like as part of my recovery really is that I have mm-hmm. Wednesdays are like my off day, my offline day. So I might do bits of work on my Google form, but I hang out with my daughter then and I'll rest. And also, yeah. like in the afternoon, in the afternoons too, I find that I do need to have a sleep at one o'clock. I don't just mean to lie down and audio, but I need to sleep so that mm. I can, well, you know, do basic parenting um, in the evening too. So, in terms of like the rest, I sort of need to have as well, rather than like I've got this meeting or I've got to rush that before there. It's like I just don't have to. I have very little compromise now, and mm. I actually like being back at the front as in like the book stops with me yes you know, if yes there was, if there wasn't enough promotion it's because I didn't do it yes when email didn't get sent out it's because I didn't sign it off quickly enough yeah yeah and I 
really like being in that space things are happening very quickly again and mm-hmm. ideas again too because I'm back in the seat of it yeah like you know someone's like can you ask Lucy I'm like, oh it's me darling do you want me to update your card like it's literally me doing mm. it I really see it as pouring love into my business pouring mm. nothing's beneath me now right mm. yeah nothing's totally beneath. and you know something I said before we came on don't mind sharing with us here today pal I'll never take a good run for granted again now I'll never take a six-figure launch for granted ever Mm. now I Mm. will that stuff in terms of like the say predictions but like what are the markers any result that I'm like cool launched another thing been a great experience they're gonna love that bit better crack on and send out the you know meeting invite kind of thing yes I really treat it like it's a really I'm really proper back in love with things now yeah it's amazing isn't it and it's so interesting how for a lot of us it was almost like 2020 was and it was amazing and it, oh, but it God, also yeah. like it was like a, and, and I obviously not expected either because I think we all went in being like shit, what's going to yeah. happen? And then it was like, oh wow, this is amazing. But yeah. it broke our businesses, and to fix our businesses, we had to spend money on it. That then things, it was that income wasn't sustained because we yeah. weren't getting those clients in because our messaging was so tight, our system was so, so yeah. good. It was actually the 2020 papered over a lot of gaps. Agree. In things. And I think I'll, I certainly got caught in the bear trap that was, if you're not investing in yourself, you're not taking yourself seriously, which I me think too. is bullshit. I've done it. Yeah, me so, too. Um, yeah. I also got caught up in the bear trap of, you're not playing big enough. Yes. I think is like so insulting. And, you mm. know, that my shadow or project, whatever, I don't give a shit. But I think if anyone said that, I, I, I can't believe that that is like part of the parlance of, the industry yeah. and that's another thing too in terms of like coaching industry has come up and established itself to a point but it's in a really awkward toddler phase droppy teenager phase at the moment mm-hmm. because it's full of a lot of people that are very inexperienced in what they're doing whether that's in like literally the quality of yeah. what they're teaching so it might be because I'm not saying that everyone has to go and do accreditations and all this like that you could, that's the patriarchy talking I'm not saying that yeah um, if you read a book and got excited and charging people 15 grand like good luck to your hun but like you know it's like the it's like the three little pigs I'll blow and I'll blow and I'll blow your house down yeah because 15 grand's a lot of fucking money excuse my mm-hmm. language whether yeah. you are a multi-seven figure coach or you're a nail tech yeah and I think this disrespect for what it takes people mm-hmm. to from certain practitioners makes my skin crawl yeah. and also it's making it hard for those of us that do want to be the alternative because I'm having to do a lot of mopping up for people a big part of my marketing is here's why you will get the very basic level of service and more you, you deserve and yeah. never thought part of my marketing would have to be I'm not going to rip you off yeah I thought yeah. it would be about the benefits and how it's going to feel and transformation and mm. Deliverables, you know. Yeah. But I write proposals for all my clients anyway. But I'm like, first of all, you've got it in writing. Yes. Second of all, there's a free to go clause. Like, if yeah. you message me on the Monday and you mm. complete after Friday, cool, we'll wrap it up and there it goes. I'm having to do so much like contrasting. But you know, before I did this work, I was a brand strategist for ten years, and one of the best bosses I ever said, well, my one of my best bosses used to say, every Coca Cola needs a Pepsi. Mm. so I'm mm. like oh, okay there's all of that noise yeah which I like to take inspo from anywhere like look at wider markets and wider economies and wider cultures yeah 
because the echo chamber is just too boring basically yeah um, but I kind of like I I get really annoyed by it but I'll probably have a bit of a bitch on WhatsApp as opposed to say anything online about it because there's yes. nothing to add to the conversation and yeah. all part of me being a coca-cola is like a mm. I sort of need the other contracts there well we all yeah. we're here for the yeah long. and I think that's one of the things for me as well is that kind of commitment I was talking about this I can't remember I talked about it oh I think in a plenty live that I did the other day yeah. for a long time I had this really strong story that I give up on things which I think is a byproduct of ADHD because we are often quite flitty really. with yeah. our interests and it was a really strong, like, I give up, I give up, I give up. And the, and I was feeling, I think, the other day and was like, wow, I don't have that story at all anymore. Really because I have been like this with this business. I know this is my, like, I absolutely believe this is my purpose. This was what I was meant to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've been like, how am I going to figure this out? And I could have given up so many times so many times over the last particularly like over the last seven eight years but particularly over the last two years it's been hard at times to hold it like I'm a money coach and I wasn't making the money that I wanted and at times needed to make and that's a lot to hold like that kind of feeling of like oh my god what does that mean about me does it mean this does it mean that and having to like treat myself like I'm one of my own clients Mm. and be like well what would you do if one of your clients came to you would you be like you are clearly shit at making money see you don't know what you're doing (laughs) like that's not what I'd say I would hold them through it and so having to hold myself through it means like the things that I am so much more robust on are gonna I know they're gonna serve me this is the thing like I look at it and I'm like look at the people who've traveled through these things and are on the other side they are going to teach you so much rather than and the people that are asking the questions and grappling with the stuff they're the ones to go for that's what makes you such a excellent practitioner is that you have an acknowledgement that there's always more work to do yeah Um, you know and then you're teaching from that place from even more experience and saying hungry to be sharp on what works yeah 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 you know if anything I that gives me even more trust in you and respect for you because you're Mm. not you're not trying to be like don't worry hun just come and see me it's a case of right here's something I'm gonna need to make sure it's up to you know that it like really goes on now yeah 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 absolutely yeah like come see me pay me 20 grand you'll be fine <laughs> that's all you need to do my en- just be in my energy huh? be in my energy mm. yeah no and it's yeah it's it's an interesting time I think and I actually get really excited because I feel like I think people like you and I and many other people have wanted this for ages. People think, I think, that when there was obviously big ruckuses in the coaching industry from around 2020, 2021, and I I definitely saw some chat online that was like, oh, now people get it. And I was like, no, we have known this. This has been discussed by many coaches Mm -hmm. behind closed doors and not behind closed doors for a really long time. This is not new information to all coaches. Like, we know the issues we're trying our best not always getting it right but trying our best many of us to do it in a way that honors our our clients and their own humanity and all of that stuff but this isn't like you know we've known this was necessary too for a really long time absolutely agree yeah absolutely agree so I one of the things that I was saying before when we before we press record was like I when I was feeling really in the depths of it and I feel similar to you like I feel like I'm very much 
on my comeback, while I don't expect it to be as linear as I used to expect it to be, (laughs) I do feel much more like settled in myself and sure of things than I did, which I think is a really good sign. What would you say to someone? Because I know I was looking everywhere for somebody to talk about success that then dipped and then found its feet again. Let's call it that. Like that feels like a better rather than then, then went stratospheric again and all of that stuff. What would you want to say to either yourself, like however long ago, or to somebody that maybe is feeling like this was working for me and now I just feel like I've lost whatever made it work? What yeah. would you want to what would you want them to hear? So a question that I've been asking myself, which can be a little bit tender, is what are you pretending not to know? Oh. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything with that information, but I'll even mm. don't have a response to it. Mm. Like, trust your first voice, trust the first mm. thought. Like, do you need to put yourself on a course break, even though mm-hmm. you have that mastermind? If it's just not very good, do you still want to be giving yeah. someone money every month? And equally as well, like, if you have outsourced the point where you feel like you have no agency in your own business again, yeah. The change it's not a step down to like you know get back into brass tacks again I yes. can I know every single part of my business pretty much like and I have you know for me I'll one-to-one will always be at the heart of everything so I think as well like with the with that question also comes with where have you outsourced like your dreams and aspirations because the lifestyle element of the coaching industry especially and we're speaking wider than that but the lifestyle element of what it is to kind of make it is so intoxicating yeah you know who wouldn't love to have a lovely amazing holidays and do incredible things I think Mm. we lose track of like overflow can be for each of us too like I was saying to you before like I have circled the seven figure mark I haven't gone past it. And I was saying to Ray before that I did, like, you know, on the back of a fag packet, some sums. And it and to live my life in overflow, like, beyond my ancestors' dreams, like, I would, like, I would almost have to sit down to believe it. Mm. I, you know, I wouldn't have to get much further than, like, 370 grand a year. Yeah. And that isn't, that's pensions and investments. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've got to love the nutmeg app. But, like, you know, banging a few grand on that, sending 10 grand into that fund and stuff like sending money forward and like generating wealth it's nowhere near the mill so yeah. if you are um, driven by a financial goal or any goal I would just also say you know do you need to reach it to get actually what you want yeah yeah um, you know I think that's a really important check-in too because a lot of the people we buy into in the coaching industry do have a striving more bigger vibe and I have phases and seasons where I want and need that but you don't necessarily need that yeah while having to pause or reverse decisions or change your mind or go yeah. back a few steps actually let you keep yes. and free if you're going back to move forward like crack on yeah I call it breathing in to breathe out yeah like it's that, that feeling yeah. of like oh God, I'm going to have to step back. I'm going to have to like readdress this because it's just not going the way I wanted to. And I I am such a strong believer in the whole thing. It's why I do talk about numbers in terms of how much I make, yeah. but I don't talk about this is what you can earn with me because yeah. I, important. I think it's so different. I actually really fundamentally believe, and sometimes I struggle to put this into words, but that there are amounts that just energetically match people. They're just a good fit. And it might be that that's multiple millions for you. And it might be that it's like a lot less, 
yeah. it might be 75 grand and then if yeah. we can make money neutral and not like a be it be moral and more moral for you to have less or more like yeah. it not have anything to do with it it's just what's a match for you just like um, a partner a partner yeah, like that's the thing like you have to decide who you're getting into bed with every night exactly yeah and that's it like it's really easy to, to get that sort of taken away from you yes so I think that's it like in terms of like what you're pretending not to know you'll you'll, mm. you'll know what and then it's a case of having to you know manage that as a difficult decision so when I knew that unfortunately I had to close some of my services where I had incredibly talented beautiful people that I like I've still got great relationships now and miss working mm. every day like hand to God miss them so much because it's such a joy when you know the difficult decision has to be made have it kindly and clearly and yeah and let people react or respond how they need to that's really important but also it might be you know in terms of what you're pretending not to know it's like you might need a breather you might yes. rethink things you know it's like yeah and what have I already got that I can put out there it's like what actually needs to be something completely new and like say like having had this like summer of courage that I'm just having like I'm doing my favorite mm. course that I'm launching in October cool but then everything else I've is brand new yeah yeah has to be because that's what you know I'm going into a new era of business I'm just Mm. threshold you know I've had my first kid I'm a stepmom to a 25 year old as well but I'm going through like this is my first kid like you know my toddler is going through that threshold my marriage is coming up to 10 years like there's a lot Mm. I hear there's a lot that's changing so I think Mm. like stability can be really sexy because my lovely Holly Greasy Wormsley from first person narrative she says to me, when you feel safe, you're on fire. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm talking about expanding and growing and all this. But if you get out of your comfort zone, things go to shit a bit. And they yeah. do. They yeah. really, really do. But when I feel safe, which doesn't have to be certain, when I mm-hmm. feel safe and I, you know, my my light like bursts out of my chest. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm realizing that actually like stability is sexy for me now. Yeah. I, not paying into a mastermind where I have to go and tell all these other people how much money I'm making because that's that's how they need that's what they need me to do it's like how much money I'm making and my clients make I think is the least interesting thing about us yeah but I'll see all of us making more of it of course yeah yeah genuinely a period of what am I going to choose then yeah to choose because something else like my Irish granny would say tell the truth and shame the devil Mm. my income's taking a dip um in this cycle um and just like every economic cycle it will turn around some of my friends have gone from strength to strength financially and that's you know like I said one of my friends got a team of nine people employees mm-hmm. the, the the what you know manuals you know H- HR practices the lot that's there and I was like oh my god I can't keep up and I thought oh my god like they would be so upset if they thought mm. judged our friendship yes like what money we both had yeah. I was like, we, she'd be fuming actually absolutely fuming she's like I like you for you because you're like a stand-up girl and that's mm. how I feel about her as well but it's very interesting to like what this is like feels like it's something happened at school you know I'm yeah. not in their club because I don't have this to go at whereas all they want is for me to be safe happy and get better as yes. well because my friends in the online space like have checked in on me more than mm lots of people that know me otherwise mm. mm-hmm. I think because I present as all right and I'm chatting around social media I'm on I'm on antidepressants mm. and thank goodness that I chose that route for me and yeah 
been absolutely brilliant for me to get to a state of equilibrium and mm-hmm. it won't forever but it's just interesting and special actually about kind of like our online business pals and mates and people we meet yeah. on Instagram or just hanging out on Instagram like they'll be able to say things to us that others won't maybe maybe it's the like hidden because you're hidden behind a like voice note but yeah. like I I'd laugh at that because I've got like some of my like genuinely my best friends are my internet friends I don't even know where they live yeah. I don't know <laughs> like you'd say to me well where do they live and I'd be like like near London somewhere yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I remember when I was voicing you in July, I was like, how are you doing, mate? Out of the like, out of the blue, yeah. let me know the lines. And you went, let me know how that headlines are. Right, well, I've had this and I've done this. And <laughs> absolutely fucked. And blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, got to get the dogs now. Love you, chap. <laughs> but it's it's also, I think, like, there's just a meeting of minds. Like, I love that. I Like, I know we both know Nicola Ray Wickham. And I remember yeah. the first time I recorded a podcast with Nicola on one of my podcasts. Yeah. being feeling really vulnerable because when me and Nicola see each other and we're similar like we just yeah. go so deep so fast and mm. I think there's something about that with with my certainly my internet friends is they are not small talk people they're yeah. big deep like they know so much about me yeah, people right. like and there's no pretense of that because there's not that same we're, we're together we're warming up like there's no warming up with our voice notes there's just straight in put me on yeah. two speed this is a long one go yeah. like and it's it's an amazing supportive thing but yeah you're right like it's not based on who's making what and I'm so pro us sharing what we learn and and bringing each other alongside like bringing each other along in whatever ways we can it's a kinship isn't it it is and it is really special it is like I joke I joke people like it's like necklace of trust activated it's like you know we'll keep each other's secrets and we'll also you know, do I had I I got my first complaint in January and I was really upset by it because, well, I write proposals for my clients like I said so they can see what we're going to work on and when we're going to work on it. Mm. And they had taken a number of bullet points and like you know with red letters like like red fonts come yeah. back how I hadn't delivered. And although I didn't agree and it didn't land with me, I could see their point of view. Like I just could. And Ruthie, my lovely colleague, said, can I help you reply to this based on who I know you are? Yes, nice. I was like, okay. And then so I wrote it and she went, right, let's just tweak this bitch. Like, that's the Lucy. That's the stuff that was grabbed and shared around the internet. Or Mm. you wanted to be treated with respect. This is what, I was like, that's it. Just want to treat people respect and be treated with respect as well. Yeah. It's like being able to kind of have those vulnerable moments. I'm like, yes. what you, you should you should go back to them with this because you know yeah. he said that to you and all this like yeah. but this is business yeah if, if Porsche get feedback they're not like well have you thought about you know blah 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 or you know revisiting some driving lessons or checking <laughs> whatever it's like doesn't work like that yeah yeah so. absolutely yeah got it so that definitely for those like tricky feedback things and I think that's a really important part of where the coaching industry has got stuff wrong as well like a lot of the coaching industry I feel like some people have mindset themselves into like being untouchable like they have focused so much on this untouchable mindset where they're just so right all the time that when someone criticizes them they're like no you're wrong it's a mindset issue batted right back at that person and us being able to go like I see your perspective and like like sometimes I have to have conversations with my clients where I'm like yeah and also I get I hear you and I'm a coach and here's why that's a tricky position and why sometimes I'm going to be the bad guy in the situation you're not going to like what I'm saying and that's part of my job (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I am sorry that that feels shitty sometimes, but also can I tell you why I'm doing that? And, and then, it's so important to show the role that neutrality has when bringing clients in as well, because because if they're not bought in from fear and mm-hmm. urgency is one thing. Like if the course literally starts on Monday yeah. afternoon, like, for God's sake, Brenda, are you going to go on PayPal or not? You know, so facts are facts. But false on, Brenda. And fear. Get it together, woman. But like false scarcity and fear yeah. is something I think is like, well, unethical, but also it just sets mm-hmm. everyone to fail you know yes like it's like if there's consent 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 there'll always be openness and they'll yes. be trust. um yeah. I'm sure you're like me that perhaps you know we've exchanged whatsapps with friends and they should be going straight to the practitioner to say this isn't really good enough or yeah. they would if it was like waitrose delivery or something yeah they're going around the houses because like, they're worried about that because like, what well, I did agree I'm like you did but we also like live in the in Britain and it's like there's an English there's like statutes and limitations yeah Law. yeah yeah um, just because you've promised them the money doesn't mean they're going to get it yeah like that absolutely <laughs> yeah and it's one of the reasons actually from a pra- like from the point of view of the service provider it's important you charge in ways that allow you to be flexible and you know build up a refunds fund re- build up a space where you aren't and I keep meaning to do training on this and I just need to like sit down and figure it out but one of the things that I think particularly for coaches and service providers is sometimes we're saying no I need to stick to my guns like I'm I need to like they need to like um what's the word just just uh, respect the like contract and blah 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 what you really mean is I don't have enough money to refund them and I don't know what to do I have yeah. to stay in this relationship with this person even though I know it's not a good fit and I know that on one of our ends it was a mistake if not both but I have to stay in this relationship and try and deliver even though it's detrimental to us both because I don't have the money to refund I don't have the money to stop and that's not me judging that because I I understand how that happens but I also think it's a reason to charge in ways that allow us to build up pots yeah. that mean we can be the people who, who can go you know what I like stop paying or even at times let's have a refund situation yeah, completely and yeah and just like being really like like you said I think neutral is just a really important word here as yeah. well that- I don't need to, if someone wants to leave a program, I don't need to get on a call with them to make yeah. them, get on the call with them saying, you know, how can I put this right? Yeah. Because here yeah. I've got three ideas of how I can put this right. Yeah. Yeah. What can do that? What yeah. else can I do? How can I help? Like, yeah. what, what do you need? Yeah. What do yeah. you need? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So I've realized our time is nearly up. <laughs> so, so I wanted to ask you a bit, like shifting gears quite significantly. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you about the good grow. so can you tell us a bit like your uh, my first question was going to be like around your um that you've been doing comparison coaching for a really long time how how did that feed into what you now teach around social media like how did one lead to the other well I mean it's no surprise is it that social media is like like the it's a real power it's like the power if you've got a couple of favorite app, apps they're your power couple of your comparison yes you? yes and I noticed about well several years ago that I was really diving like I was really spiraling mm. on social media and I was seeing people taking off and other business owners or freelancers using it and I just couldn't get traction mm. but when I was, like my habits on there I wasn't like doing the right things in the right order and I wasn't being effective so yeah. it sort of spun me out I was like, look, if this was a client problem to solve, what would be the essentials? 
And yes. so I started with those. And then even when features changed or I chose my second channel, because I think you should have a couple, the minor Instagram and LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is the business of business. Like if you're a freelancer or self-employed or doing anything and you're and you're not on LinkedIn, like you're missing such a big opportunity, Ray. So I'm like, don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> like it's just it's such a I mean it's a whole other episode around that but so Mm. I chose LinkedIn as well and I realized I was building these channels as business assets rather than having them as apps on my phones or places where I spent time and that mindset shift was really key and that led to the good growth because what I was doing was I was growing but it did Mm. feel good and it sustainable so the good grow I run it every autumn around this time yeah just to help back in love with it again even if they're a busy a beginner or they have fallen out of love with social media yeah it's just providing connection and also it's a good opportunity for me to share any really current knowledge yes. of what's working or not working because it's like some tactics are helpful but if you get the principles in place yeah when it comes to like confidence is such a big part of it so I've used my comparison coaching there the mm. connection part of too because you know unless you need a hundred thousand people like buying from you why are you pursuing you know growth like that yeah Yeah. and the consistency part of thing which is a bit of a red herring to be honest because we in the good grow we focus on reliability we focus on reliable rhythm there Mm. so you've always got your minimum to hit and if you're doing more fantastic and that's where we see that's where year on year we see everyone's reach grow and grow and grow may not work for your follower count but you know if I can be slightly controversial here I don't think anyone can confidently teach Instagram growth anymore like in terms Mm -hmm. of you more followers you're looking at purchases or having a whole team there Mm -hmm. and for solopreneurs and well companies are one like me that's just not that's not on the cards basically yeah yeah. One, my next question was going to be like, what's one of the things that you wish people understood, particularly about the current climate of Instagram? Because I think there's a lot of noise about it. But before you answer, I want to say one of my bugbears about it because you've yeah. made me think about it. So one of the things that drives me mad is so I've just been doing five days of plenty of the week we're recording this. I'm in the midst of five days of plenty. The lives I'm doing are getting between 20 and 60 views while I'm live. And then I think currently the, the replay of the live, the top one's got about, bear in mind, I've now got about 9,000 followers. The top yeah. one's got about 400 views. And the one I released today, last time I checked, had about 100. Mm-hmm. People will say there's no point doing stories, lives, blah, 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 blah. If you were in a room of 470 people, you would not go, this is not worth my time. What is the point in this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like this. Like we really underestimate because we're going after this kind of viral thing or just this sense of like, well, no. And the, when people say to me, no one sees it. And I'm like, oh, so you had zero, zero yeah. reach, zero yeah. on it. And they're like, well, no. It's like, well, then you then then that's that's not a helpful way to think about it. And that's it. And and you, that's not helpful. But also, it's like it it's it, yeah, it's it's like it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm like, keep the jargon free. Like it's bad. Yeah. Because, like it's really missing out on the opportunity. But also, from those of us that need to be showing leadership in our businesses, it's very yes. like I think it's small thinking. Yeah, and small movements one of the mistakes people make with Instagram is they treat it like it was three years ago five years ago ten years ago Instagram shows us who it is every day which is an unreliable friend that shows up like a bit pissed dead sexy you go out for a night out amazing (laughs) get the dopamine hit and you wake up hungover try and and get in touch with them again you try and try and get there but you'll see them again at Christmas Instagram (laughs) is showing us who it is we need to keep losing it 
Yes. That's why the growing like I talk about it as a business asset. If you're on Instagram, you're holding one stem of a flower. Mm-hmm. If you're on social media, you're holding a bouquet. So it's mm-hmm. Step back, and as well, like you know, in terms of like with the, the landscape, it's love of how things are and how it does keep changing. We have to take charge. We have to know why we're showing up. And if it's to drop some lols and some memes, then totally fine. But we have to know why we're posting. What is the response that we're looking to get and have fun along the way? Because mm. where people like get the shit to turn into a good girl, like, I don't know what to post tomorrow. It's like, no, you shouldn't know what to post tomorrow. You should know what to post for two weeks mm. and like stick with. Me. And I'm going to show exactly how. We do that. So bring the cortisol down. Mm. Bring the adrenals down. Let the leader take charge because it takes so it can be so stressful being around social media. Like it's like, you know, it's we're not just playing on our phones here. There's yeah. a free resource there to use. We pay with our time. But it's really easy to get wrong. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really easy to fall down that rabbit hole of like of rejection. Like, which I feel like is a very close companion of comparison of that kind of like, (laughs) like that feeling of like, oh, no one wants me. No one likes it. And then we don't show up and we keep telling ourselves the story. Like we're no longer showing up, but the story is still that we're being rejected. But it's like, but you're not there. And that's it. It's like, I don't think if if anyone takes anything from this, it's like for your business to grow, you need to be reliably repetitive, whatever it is. Like mm. you are talking about any one time you have to be reliably repetitive yeah and where might have meant one email and a couple of social posts once it hasn't meant that for ages yes you know it it hasn't meant it but absolutely ages so it's almost like if you're just getting that now like catch up but take a load off and be relieved the fact that you can stop pushing against that as a closed door now Okay, so the thing I won't really want you to speak to before we finish because I know I can already hear people going oh my God, I can't send multiple emails. I can't show up like more frequently. What would you say to that? And I think that's a very much a, a, like people who've been conditioned as women, that's a really big thing of us. Like we're going to be too much. We're going to be too big. We're going to bombard people's a word I hear a lot. I'm going to bother people. I'm going to annoy them. Like, what would you say to that feeling of like, because I think that's one of the unspoken enemies of consistency or that that repetitive, it's like people are like, I'll be too much. I can't do that. Like, what would you yeah, say to that? Yeah. Oh God, and empathy and solidarity. So if 100% is daily email and, you know, three mm-hmm. posts a day and, you know, you're basically looking to take over the internet from like your kitchen table. Okay, if that's not something you choose, what's 20% more? Mm. And is yeah. that 20% more like, you know, is it just enough your LinkedIn account or your Facebook page and realizing the people you used to work in that garden center, there's a good chance they've moved on in 10 years as well. And they will be interested, you know, too. I think that's it. It's like, look at where you're making assumptions. <laughs> yeah. You use this like, right, I'm brave now. If 100% or, you know, tripling stuff is too much, then what is 20% more? Set a new minimum. You yeah. responses. I, you know, I've seen it when I've been an affiliate for people and in my own launches too. The more you communicate to people that have had consent uh, yep. communicated to, the more you'll, <laughs> the more you'll sell, you know, or the, the better the connection will be. Also, soft opt-in is your friend. So I have, I have about say twelve thousand people on my mailing list because I've been launched. I think, I think this is like my thirteenth or fourteenth launch. Been online a long time. So I have like around, you know, what's it like 30, let's say, like, let's say there are 12,000 people on my mailing list at the, the top of the email, which is going to have a gift in and probably like, you know, 
hopefully like a lovely warm tone but inviting people to sign up for the quest it says this is about the good growth quest if you're not interested in subscribe let's get mm. into it yeah in here we're actually serving pizza if you want a roast dinner you just wait there please go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's next door yeah so everyone that wants pizza is coming in so yeah. it's a I think that's it bill if we're worried about bombarding that implies that we haven't sought consent or people aren't clear yes you know with my launch coming up i would say to people there's a really good chance if you dm me i'm going to go and dm you back now yeah there's a really good chance if like you've opened an email i might send you my phone number do with it what you want hon but like this is <laughs> it's like being neutral about it something else i'll say sorry just closing point is if you're feeling bang you're banging on about it say you feel like you're banging on about it like i've literally said today i know that my eyes should be watering because I've talked about this so much. But mm-hmm. if I don't think about it, nobody's going to. Yeah. I have a marketing team. I don't have this. I don't have that. And a week on Tuesday, it's over. So like, I don't want to hear about it. We'll be back to the free content then, you know, of all the others. Yeah. So it's like, bear with me, Hunts. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, say it out loud. It's like, I feel like I'm bombarding you. But anyway, do you want to sign up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's such an interesting, like, sometimes when I say the word conditioning, my mouth feels woolly. Cause I've said it so many times. Like I feel like I'm eating cotton wool. I'm like, like I'm saying like, but equally I like this week, everyone's like, Whoa. Like, so a phrase I say all the time is it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Like the way you feel about money is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. I have said that so many times. And this week I've had so many messages from people going, Oh my God, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, They have never heard me say that before. And so you, you, I always say you are the only person present for all of your content. Like you are going to annoy yourself the most because you're there for all of it. Exactly. But this like, and this is where I will say, like, I won't say playing small. What I'll say is you are like you taking up space on social media is such a good representative of how much you're going to take up space in your business and your money making. Like they correlate to each other. But also when I see someone showing up on social media, I'm like, that person has stepped into something in their business that is going to impact their earnings. Agree. And that's it, isn't it? It's like sometimes, you know, when you work for yourself, it's very rude. It teaches you things about yourself you don't want to know. <laughs> so rude. But, you know, there will be stuff coming up around visibility and being seen and your how safe you feel there. Now's not the time to like go into therapy. Also make also necessarily. But also, yeah. I can't imagine doing therapy and at the same time. Jesus. <laughs> but like, live your life. It's like, if that is true, like that's information as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, if, and yet doing a bit more of what's helpful can only be a good thing. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Choose, with my clients, I get, I ask them to make marketing manifestos of what they will and won't do. So if Wild Horse mm. starts getting in the DMs, we create all the strategy around them never going to DMs or the message app. Mm. Love that. People um, hate emails. It has to be really social heavy. If some people hate social media, then it's offline. It's using LinkedIn because that is not like normal social media because it knows what it is. More about that another time. Or (laughs) using existing networks, etc. So it's like all there to choose. Choose what it is and then do it like really well. I love launching. I've got a really good relationship with social media. It comes and goes, but more more often than not, I know it's like a me thing, not a social thing. And yeah that helps as well but also like you know I think especially if we're launching new things and we're getting scared about it it's like allow it to be the first one like that's the milestone yeah that's yes so yeah get, get it out there and like complete the rite of passage yeah 
Also, I didn't know that I loved talking on video and loved showing my face to the point that, and I joke about this with some of my friends all the time, I'll watch my stories and just like catch myself in the reflection, just like smiling at myself. Like I'm <laughs> completely in love with myself. I didn't know I liked that until I started to do it. I that the idea of that was the worst thing to me and now it is like uh, partly I'm having such a good week because I've been live for half an hour every day and it's my favorite thing and if you'd said that to me I'd have been like what yeah I don't want to do that there will be something you like just like loads do loads but really prioritize that I mean play to your strengths as with everything yeah play to your strengths Absolutely. Okay. So I normally finish this by asking three questions. Thank you so much for all of this. This is awesome. So I normally finish the episodes by asking three questions. The first quickfire ones. The first question is finish this sentence. Money is. Choices. Secondly, have you got any books or podcasts that you would recommend or even a TV show, something that you have consumed some media you've consumed lately that you would recommend to people I know you're a mum of a two-year-old so I don't know how your reading's going <laughs> I have read 26 books this year that's amazing yeah because I, I it was the year of reading Demon Copperhead uh, by Barbara Kingsover it is the modern telling of David Copperfield set in the southern states of America and it is an incredible saga that will sweep you off your feet Demon Ooh. Copperhead got something like a hundred thousand gold stars on Amazon or something and it was worth every single one amazing okay. amazing prose and then last question I'm excited to hear your answer about this if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be oh crikey Oh, oh my god, my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Prone> toast. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> can you let people know how they can find you and what you've got going on as well? And we'll put all the info in the show notes. I, I would say best place. My, my website is all over the place. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference the gram here at Lucy Sheridan. I'm there talking about comparison most days. And if you're looking for any of the links or ways to work with me, head to the bio button. And oh, when does the, the good grow coming up? Yeah, you, when does it kick off? The good grow kicks off on Monday the 16th of October, and the activity will run until 31st of um of, of October. But I would say be there for Monday the 16th, 10 a.m. every day, UK time. Replay sent out straight afterwards. We'll be I'll be streaming in the Facebook group on YouTube and also on Zoom as well. So if you don't like Facebook, you can still take part. Nice. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. I know you're gonna have got loads from this conversation, and I'll see you next time.